Taylor Swift every time. Um, How you doing, Shane? I'm good, Craig. Good to see you. Good to see you. So Houlihan is a, an investment bank. You want to tell us a little bit just for the folks that, in the room that may not know the bank very well? Sure. Uh, Houlihan is a publicly traded uh, middle market uh, investment bank. We've got kind of three stools of our business. Corporate finance, which is your pure play M&A, raising capital or selling businesses. We've got a financial restructuring group. And we've got a financial advisory group, which is um, uh, based uh, of professionals that used to be uh, accountants and CPAs. We're a global organization. Uh, we are traded uh, publicly. Um, well, if looking at today, we're probably down from a market cap perspective like everyone else. But um, we are, uh, you know, pure advisors. We, we do not lend. We have not uh, balance sheet capabilities. So um, that is us in a nutshell. Um, I am part of our global technology practice based out of New York, um, where we've got sector coverage across probably 20 different verticals. Um, I spend my time exclusively in technology and supply chain tech. So Shane, today is the last couple of weeks, you know, had been a really difficult time in the financial markets. I think today somebody I, I, I don't look at the markets lately because it's just all red when I have looked at it. But I think somebody backstage said the NASDAQ was off like 4.5% or something. How do, you, how do you think about what's happening right now in the financial markets? What, is, what, is, what do you think is really going on? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of things. From a, a public market perspective, I think we've seen a lot of noise in the system where um, obviously geopolitical instability has caused... Um, a lot of turmoil from public market standpoint, um, as well as inflationary risk and, and uncertainty as it relates to what the policy is going to unfold in terms of how the government reacts to what they want to do from a monetary policy. Um, and we're at an inflection point where I think public markets have said uh, there's there's overvalued um, sentiment in the system, and we're starting to see sell-off. And, you know, how that correlates to the private market is a little bit different um, with the businesses that we work with. Um, there is correlation, of course, um, from a public market standpoint. Investors, even strategic acquirers, will use public market metrics as they're doing the work from valuation standpoint. Um, so we've seen compression, um, but there is still, you know, I would say a sense of uh, optimism from a public market standpoint for businesses that we would categorize as um, A students, um, you know, business fundamentals that have held up through well through the, uh, the pandemic and uh, businesses that continue to prove out strong fundamentals uh, from a, a metric standpoint. Um, regardless, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, we think uh, a pretty tough quarter or two going into uh, the second half of this year. Um, in terms of, you know, evaluation perspective and, and where the markets ultimately come out. So if you had a founder who was thinking about maybe the end of the year, this is the year that they want to have an exit or perhaps a large recapitalization, would you advise that founder to take it to market now or would you advise the founder to wait? Uh, the, the, time, the timing of that question is always tough. Um, I think there's going to be hesitancy for people to rush out to the market right now, just given the uncertainty. That said, you know, I think we, we're advising clients that there, there is still a window to prepare and, and use this time in advance to get the business in a spot where um, you've got your metrics, all the work up front done. Because um, the market requires a lot of uh, forward thinking in terms of how you prepare your business to go to market. A lot of planning to get the business uh, in a situation where 
you've got the marketing materials, the business prepared, the go-to-market story, the financials, so on and so forth. Um, so to answer your story, uh, to, to answer your question, um, we, we are seeing some hesitancy with founders and entrepreneurs not, not wanting to rush to market. Um, there still is an appetite uh, to put capital to work. Um, you know, the private equity markets as well as the venture capital markets are sitting on, um, you know, records amounts of capital. And they've got time horizons that they're fighting against to invest. Um, so it, it depends. I think it's case by case, d- depending on the business, the market you're in. Um, supply chain tech, broadly speaking, has been a very robust market from an investment standpoint. Um, you know, we've seen six quarters of, of records amount of, of capital raised, you know, to the tune of $8 billion plus per quarter of this, over the past six quarters. So uh, that is likely going to stall, we think, just given, you know, what's going on, the dislocation in the, in the public markets. Um, but we still think this year is a good year to go out, um, depending on the business um, and how the business has been preparing to go to market. And when you think about valuations that a supply chain technology will get. What is the ranges that you were, say, seeing last year before this call correction or whatever you... Yeah. Um, we, we've we run some analytics, actually, you know, from a public market standpoint, looking at, you know, your household names of all the public market guys that are in this world of supply chain tech. Um, there's been a pullback um, to the tune of about three, four turns from a a ratio of enterprise to next 12 months revenue. Um, comparatively, if you look across vertical software, horizontal software, even high growth SaaS, uh, those indices have compressed to the tune five, six, seven turns. Um, so comparatively, the supply chain tech category has done a little bit better from a volatility standpoint, um, but there, there still has been compression. Um, and, and again, we're seeing that on a multiple basis, anywhere from two, three, uh, terms of, of a revenue basis. So, so sort of the median and cloud at one point, twenties, uh, the stretching the towards high teens, low twenties. Um, you know, there's been businesses in this category that have raised money over the past 12 months, um, upwards of 20 times. And you're talking about in supply chain technology. Correct. Yep. Um, you know, and I think it depends on the business model and the KPIs and the fundamentals of that business and the markets are selling into, um, you know, what are the solutions that they're offering? Are they point solutions as an integrated platform? All that feeds into ultimately the valuation that these businesses will garner. So broadly speaking, we're still seeing healthy valuation multiples and that's to the tune of, you know, high single digit to low double digit across the spectrum. Um, you know, plus or minus two or three turns, depending on the business and the markets they're selling into and what the platform is offering. So, so visibility is a sort of an example of those high multiple businesses, P44, yep. four kites, have both raised at really high valuations. It's interesting because it's sort of, you know, there's an argument that those businesses, because of the fact that they're sort of linking up all this data, have yep. a lot of sort of moat uh, around their business. How do you think about sort of what's attractive to an investor in this climate? Yeah, and, and you know, uh, I think using those two in that space in particular as kind of a, a, you know, a talking point, those businesses, other businesses in this category are solving massively and globally complex issues and pain points. You know, historically, enterprises were using on-prem ERP solutions, and now uh, you know, the proliferation of data and how they're integrating more seamlessly with software applications and, and platforms has created 
an abundance of new entrants to disrupt the legacy models. And those legacy models and the incumbents naturally become acquirers. So it's become a good market for new technology players to enter. Um, and we think it's in, in a really attractive space. Uh, the question will become, do these point solutions ultimately be viewed as um, just that, point solutions? Or is there a need to become more of a fully integrated and, and global model from a, a platform perspective? Is, is M&A, because I know, you know, particularly Project 44 and a number of companies in the space have done M&A, is it typically valued at the same level as, say, organic growth? Or do investors look at that differently? They, they will come at it from the view of splitting the business apart and looking at the organic growth of the business um, and wanting to understand if, if there was no M&A separate from that, what is the, what is the business outlook? So there, there is an argument that um, businesses that have continued to roll up and use M&A and organic as a strategy to grow I think is helpful and it's additive to the story um, and it's synergistic, but um, investors will pull back that layer and look at the business model and say, what is your organic growth model? Going forward, um, ultimately, there's not going to be a runway for continued M&A um, within a certain hold period for investors. You know, they, they may earmark four, five, six platform investments. Beyond that, they want to understand what the organic growth model of the business is. So you've talked about investors pulling back so if a business was trading at, say, 15 times, it's probably trading at, in supply chain technology specifically, trading at 12 times now. Is that, is that, is that sort of the, the right way to think of it? There has been a pullback. I think, um, you know, depending on the business, yeah, it's, it's relatively consistent in terms of we, we've seen compression across that indice uh, of businesses in that category to the tune of two or three times on a revenue basis. So how long do you think this will happen? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Uh... We think there's got to be some good news in the system from a um, uh, just a, a broader outflow of the supply chain reopening. Um, we need to see some some policy from the government in terms of indicating that uh, inflationary fears have stabilized a little bit. There's going to be a bottom, uh, hopefully, as we were talking backstage within the freight market. Um, and you know, I, th- I think from a timing perspective, the public markets are going to dictate the activity level of the private markets. And we think there's probably a quarter of, of a little bit more uncertainty. And that's probably going to take us through this summer before we get, get through that piece of the system. There's going to be a sort of a winter of deal activity where we have to sort of let inflation get a hold. Uh, Federal Reserve has to stop raising interest rates. A little bit more confidence yep. in sort of the future. And you just think right now that there's so much lack of confidence. There's <clears> so much uncertainty that that's just sapping. Every, everybody's sort of moving towards the safest assets. There is to a certain degree. I think from a public market perspective, obviously, that's why you continue to see these sell-off across every category. That's um, discretionary, that's tech, that's industrials to a certain degree. Um, but again, I think in, in our business, we're seeing um, investor communities still willing to step up to the plate and back good companies. Um, to, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's premium valuations being put on these businesses. Not in every case, but... Um, 
there is an appetite to continue to put money to work. I think there's a strong thesis within this category. Um, and there's global opportunities, which is, I think, um, really pushing people to, to explore their alternatives outside the domestic market. So what drives the valuation of a company in supply chain technology? How does a company go from, say, a seven times uh, multiple to a 12 times multiple or 18 yeah. times multiple? Yeah, a couple of things we think about. Um, one is, is scale, so just the pure size of the business. Um, you know, businesses will reach a certain scale, and, and typically you know, we like to think of it um, around that that mark of $25 million or ARR or software revenue is a scale where you start becoming more comparable to uh, businesses within the public market realm. And then there's other metrics and, and I think qualitative and, and quantitative factors that, that roll into that. One is the size of the market, um, you know, within supply chain tech specifically, um, depending on the analyst or who, you, who you're talking to, um, there's a view that only five, five to ten percent of the market is penetrated, and the growth is in the mid-teens. So that represents a massive market. Um, there's other things: is there is there policy measures which are requiring compliance? Is there um, labor gaps and, and, and gaps within the, the you know the professional world that are being filled by these technology suites? Um, and what's what's the adoption of tech and software? Is is there an opportunity to penetrate and display some of the legacy models, as we talked about. Um, there's been consistently a, a, a need or, a, or uh, legacy providers wed to a paper-based model. And so this theme of digitization continues to play out. Um, so I think you put all that together and, and then, you know, as you think about software businesses and even tech-enabled businesses, there's KPIs and metrics which are measured across the industry. Um, so businesses get credit not only for growth, but it becomes a, a, a flex point where investors and, and even public markets are wanting to see a mix of profitable growth as well. So it's not growth at all costs. There has been a desire to see uh, an inflection point for growth. So what, what if you have a business, I and mean, there's a lot of businesses in the space where, particularly a couple of years ago, we started to see some maturity, high burn businesses still growing at really exceptionally quick uh, levels. Do we think that in the future, in the current market right now, that's going to be discounted? It depends. I think it, there's got to be a runway. At what point can you shift the business model to hit profitability? Um, in, in some of the markets within supply chain tech, it's a total land grab, as we talked about. If you're looking at just the penetration model of some of these businesses in the market they're playing at, if there's greenfield of upwards of 80%, I think the investors are going to stand behind an opportunity to continue to put money in to grow at all costs. Um, there has to be a, a, a path to profitability, but I think um, in terms of putting some sort of a, a discount on a model, um, it's just it's case by case. It depends on the business, how big it is, what the size of that market is, because uh, investors are keen to go after that land grab right now. And, and you're, when you say path to profitability, a lot of it's just unit economics, right? Correct. On a margin basis, the company needs to make a profit. Right. Correct. And so, okay. Well, Shane, really appreciate your time. I know that uh, it's an interesting, challenging time for you. Um, hopefully, the, we'll see that stabilize and we'll have you back to talk about how great the deal flows are. Yeah. Give us a quarter or two and hopefully that unwinds um, even sooner than that, we think. But I uh, really appreciate the time, Craig. What's the best way for folks to reach you or... Uh, Hulahan Loki, all of the information is, is online, um, and um, we'll, we'll look forward to going from there. Great. Appreciate you. Thanks, Thank you. Appreciate it.